What's up, guys? You know that I love me some boxing. So that's why this episode is super important for me, bringing on a former boxer who is still impacting the sport in his own way. He's got a lot of stories to share with us today, and we're going to be going down memory lane, just kind of conversing back and forth about the sport. But I love the sport of boxing. So whenever I can get a boxer or a fighter on the show, it really helps me just open up because I don't have a ton of opportunities nowadays to actually talk about that stuff. So I'm excited to be sharing with you guys this interview today. I just ask that everybody who's listening to the podcast, whether you're brand new to the show or you've been listening for a while, if you haven't left me a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. Also, remember, if you guys are interested in, you know, maybe doing some marketing and you want to sponsor the podcast, talk to me. I've got packages for, for various businesses, for different deals. If you want to sponsor the show and have your name out there, it's in 180 countries, all 50 states, and we're continuing to grow with our listeners. So if you want to get, you know, an affordable way to get your name out there and have some uh, notoriety and credibility, talk to me. I'd love to work with you. You guys don't want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So. What time is it? Game time. This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. As you guys know, if you guys are, you know, watching the, the episode on the video podcast on, on YouTube, you'll notice uh, our guest that even brought this up uh, today to me right before we started recording that I have put a couple things in the background. We're trying to get the wall a little bit less bland, if you will, because as you guys know, I've been I'm doing this show from from my office. I used to have a studio. I used to try to do this. And I realized like I don't need that. Uh, all I need is my home office. And and that's how I can connect with people and produce the content. But I don't want it to be so bland in the back. So many people worry about like the, the quality or sorry, like, yeah, the quality of all the the stuff behind you. And I understand there is some aesthetic pleasing, but I want to try to pull like the, the quality of my interviews comes from the guests themselves. And so as you guys can see, I got my Ohio State stuff behind me. I'm gonna, I got an Eddie George uniform that just got signed by Eddie himself. So if those who've been following the podcast know that I had Eddie George on the show and then he just actually sent me my jersey back yesterday at the time of this recording. It was literally yesterday that I re received it. And so I'll be framing that and putting it behind me. So maybe if you guys continue to follow the show, you'll see more stuff behind me on the wall as uh, time goes on. So um, as you guys heard in the introduction, we're going to be jo uh, joined by a um, boxing and fitness expert is the way I would you know put that together. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be sharing his story and, and uh, you know, unboxing Yep. All of this, uh, all of this journey and where he, how he got to where he's at right now. And you guys know that I'm a, a former boxer myself. So I, I really love the sport. And so that's why I'm also excited to have him on the show. His name is Romy Dalal. Did I say Dalal? Yep. That's it. Dalal. Okay. I won't pronounce the last name anymore. So we got <laughs> Romy joining us. Romy, thanks for joining the show, brother. All good, my friend. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to dive into your, your boxing history as well, you know? Probably not as exciting as yours, but I will. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat about it, man. So, Romy, real quick, you got the accent. Uh, where are you from, brother? Um, so I'm from London, born and raised there. I'm 29 years old now, and um, I'm currently living in California, so or Los Angeles to be to be more precise. Um, and I have been here for nearly two years now. So, so um, yes. Yeah, what brought in. you over across the pond then to to LA? 
So long story short, it would be um, I, I, I wanted a career change, which was number one. And I also I also wanted a challenge. I think I think that was a big thing. Um, I used to work with my family back home and I I'd been doing that for four or five years and then got a little bit, you know, it, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. So I wanted to challenge myself. So I thought, why not? Why not? Los Angeles would be fun. Why not? Los Angeles would be fun. Yeah. Oh man, there's it's great that you chose Los Angeles. It's awesome. A uh, very high past or sorry, high paced way of living over there. I was just down in Southern California a week and a half ago for a basketball tournament that I was coaching in, and we spent five days down there. Man, like I'm up, in, I'm at, I'm in Idaho, so just you know, if you look at the map, like you know, I'm probably about twenty hours driving distance from where you're at, but flying about two and a half hours, and. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just every time I go to California, Romy, I'm not kidding you, dude. It's just a, I'm so grateful to not live there just because there's yeah. so much move. Like, there's so much noise. There's just, uh, it's just so fast paced, but mm -hmm. you know, there's a reason that there are, uh, you know, people live at a fast pace there, but they're also yeah. very successful. So I'm, I'm glad you made the jump over there. Are you here by yourself or do you have family members with you or close friends that came with you over to LA? Uh, no, I moved all by myself. It was, um, it was, uh, it didn't, it still doesn't feel like that much of a bold move. I think maybe from the outside looking in, it does. Um, but, but like I said, I, I, I was determined to challenge myself and see if I could be successful by myself, which is why I wanted to kind of, you know, do it on my own. That, that was an important thing for me. Yeah, man. Like being uncomfortable. And this is where like, I, I will actually, I love this because being uncomfortable and being in pressure situations, that's how you make diamonds. I always say, you know, you know, it's the whole saying, no pressure, no diamonds. Like you have to have pressure to make diamonds. And that's how boxing actually was for me. So if you ever, you know, go and look at my show, I'll, I'll talk, I'll reference this all the time. Even to my basketball kids, I coach, I talk about boxing all the time. Cause I'm like, listen, man, it was one of the best things I've ever done is like competing. And I still train. I just don't compete anymore. But like, I loved it for that exact reason. There's, it puts you in uncomfortable situations, which is where growth occurs, like the biggest growth occurs. So that's yeah. cool that you were able to do that. You just jumped into there. So let's uh, rewind the clock a little bit, Romy, and, and talk about your athletic background then. So obviously, we introduced you as a boxing and fitness expert. Was boxing the only sport that you were involved in, or did you, you know, were you involved in any other traditional sports as you were growing up? Um, so growing up, I played a lot of football or soccer, as, as we'd call it over here. But I still refuse to call it soccer. I'll still always call it football. Um, and 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 that was the main sport that I I would play mostly at school. You know, I'd have a kick around at home every now and then. But um, I grew up watching boxing because my dad was a big Mike Tyson fan. So, you know, when you're in London and the and the fights are on, it's usually four or five in the morning, you know. So we'd yeah. I, I'd wait up, stay up with him, four o'clock in the morning round one the bell goes and then you know two minutes later it's over and i'm going to bed so <laughs> um it i i was always fascinated with with fighting um and i had a big fascination with dragon ball z the um okay. the the um the cartoon or the anime and the, the the fighting in there always piqued my interest as well so i i grew up watching that i grew up watching boxing and and that's kind of what what made me want to start you know because um they take that they take it serious you know especially in the show so self-improvement <laughs> yo that's actually really cool very unique too you know the dragon ball z reference in there yeah don't hear that all the time honestly that's probably the first time i've heard that in this in this type of a setting of a conversation so that's pretty sweet man 
Yeah, um, I, uh, I, I sorry to cut you off, but I got I, <laughs> I wouldn't do this on podcast, but I got a Dragon Ball Z tattoo on my leg. You know, that's a, it, it means a lot to me. So, um, yeah, it's a a little bit different, but yeah, I like it, it had an impact on you though. That's like part yeah. of who you are. That's part of your story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Good for you. That's cool. This is the stuff that I like to hear, like getting to network and understand and, and, and build relationships with people like yourself. It's awesome. Um, so, Romy, is you so you're okay? I, you're football fan. So, uh, who's your club? Who, who are you? Who are you cheering for? Oh, it's it's man. It's it's funny because I'm from London, but I support Manchester United. Ah, okay. So it, it funny enough, you know, I I um my my dad actually supported Manchester United. Um, when I was a kid, so I just followed him. You know, I didn't really understand football too much then, but he supported United, so I supported United. And then as I as I got older, I realized he didn't even support them. He was just like a glory hunter, and they were winning at the time, so so that was his team. Um, but then it, it was a little bit too late for me to a little bit too late for me to change. So you know, I stuck with them. <laughs> Dude, they call it a glory hunter. That we call it a bandwagon fan who just you know cheers for oh. the winning team. So like. <laughs> Like a glory hunter, huh? That's what that's what yeah. you y'all say yeah. over there. Oh glory man, yep. <laughs> Let's go. So I got a question for you. Then I'm sure you're familiar, or at least have heard of the movie Green Street Hooligans. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. not. Yep. Oh, okay. Is that a I'm is that a real it. thing? Are the hooligans a real type of deal over there, where like they back their clubs and they they yeah, swing well, in the streets? Well, back in the back in the day, I think I, I was still a little bit young then, but you know football hooligans were it was part of the culture you know I, i've seen some movies where you would almost be expecting to get into fights with like rival clubs and things like that people would be getting on the tubes or the trains you know on the underground and carrying weapons and stuff like that so people take it seriously there some diehard fans i'm not oh, one yeah. of, i'm not that much of a diehard fan but you know <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to go hit anybody with a with a pole um but <laughs> you know no for sure like that yeah, no doubt. I, I always tell people, man, like I I, I served a, a church mission in Brazil for two years, which is weird because it was like a completely different culture, lived in a third world country. But it's like soccer football was a big I mean, that's their life down there in, in, yeah. in Brazil. And I got to learn about what it really mean. Like, it's not just like cheering on your teams. There was a lot of that. Like, I mean, they're very passionate. The whole city shuts down. There's a lot of the economy is based on their their football programs, their football clubs that are down there. It's like it's huge. So, mm-hmm. OK, so. Going into your your boxing, you know, you were a fan of Mike Tyson. So am I. I, I like Mike Tyson. Now, I would argue that I, I always argue that Tyson Fury would beat Mike Tyson. I was like, dude, in their prime, I think Tyson Fury would beat Mike Tyson without question. But I want to know your opinion on that. You know, having the ties to all of them and understanding the sport. I want to know your thoughts because I have this debate all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's recency bias, but I think I think Tyson Fury would be dismantle Tyson, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, do you know what it is? I, I feel like you know, boxing's changed so much over the last, you know, last few decades. And um, yeah, like Tyson Fury is humongous, you know, six foot nine, moves like a middleweight. Um, I, 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 as much as I hate to say it, I, I also agree with you. I feel like Tyson Fury would cause a lot of problems for him. Um, the way he uses his body weight to tie you up, the way he's, you know, he avoids punches, the way he has such a, the way he flicks his jab out is, is, is effortless. So, yeah, I agree. I, I think Tyson Fury would 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 cause some problems for Mike Tyson. <laughs> I gotta sniff this little part for my buddy Daryl Okamika. Shout out to Daryl because he thought I was blasphemous for saying that. I'm like, no, man. I I love Mike Tyson. It's no discredit to him, but yeah. I don't know when you're fighting a six foot nine beast like that who's 
just understands yeah. how to move and hit and he's got power. It's not like he's just all finesse. But anyway, I just had to get your opinion on that. So, so Romy is, what was the, like when you started to in, like, obviously being a fan of the sport is one thing, you know, enjoying watching Mike Tyson, the early morning fights, like you were saying over there. Mm -hmm. But another thing is like actually put the gloves on and, and train. So when was the first time you actually set foot in the gym and decided, Hey, like I kind of want to train in this sport too. Um, it was, it was kind of late for me. I was fifth. Uh, I want to say, yeah, 15. Okay. 15, 15 was when I put gloves on for the first time. Um, I used to watch a lot of Bruce Lee as well. When I was younger, I used to love his film. So, so, I used to practice in my room before I kind of got to the gym. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing, but I was just, I used to read his books and I used to practice in the mirror in my room. Um, and it was cool because his books used to have like little diagrams of drawings of how to punch and how to kick and things like that. So I was really interested in, in, um, in his philosophy of, of um, how, how fighting is, so mental and it is you know you hear it all the time in boxing it's 80 percent mental and 20 percent physical you know um and i think a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people you know would would easily choose that that to say that it's more physical than mental but you know you're um you find out who you really are you know when you put those gloves on and 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 when you get in the ring totally man and it's cool that you say that um because I kind of relate to you. I, I started when I was 15 as well at, at a Golden Gloves facility here in, in Boise is a Golden Gloves gym, Boise, Idaho. But I also like I had a martial arts background doing Kempo karate and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like I read some books on boxing and I learned how to punch and I would train my by myself in my garage. So it actually like yeah. as stupid as that sounds like I actually yeah. did know how to throw punches and rotate my feet and understand where my hand placement should be. I just had never actually been in this in a ring and mm -hmm, got mm -hmm. some official training but that's funny man because as you're saying that, i'm like yeah i started late too but talk to me about that romy when you get into the to the gym do you remember what the first time was like when you actually started sparring um with somebody oh. else where you're actually taking hits yeah i was i think the first time i started sparring was when i was i think maybe like end of 60 like 16 like nearly 17 maybe like 16 and a half and um you know, you, you typically you don't get to spar until coaches have seen you in the gym. You know, they they see you showing up time after time, and they're like, "Okay, we think he's ready." And I ended up getting into the ring with this one guy who was so unorthodox. You know, like the, for me, I always found it tough sparring the guys who who didn't really know what they were doing. Yes, so much harder to predict what they're gonna do. You know, um, and I and this guy was so much heavier than me. He's like this this fat guy. And, um, bro, he hit me with a jab right in my face. I remember my head snapped back. I remember I looking at the lights, like, as he as he hit me with the jab. I remember just seeing the lights on the ceiling. Um, and that was my first ever sparring session. That's all I remember. I got in the ring. I was scared. My heart was racing. And, and, I, and I took a stiff jab to the nose. <laughs> you know, that was... That was my first time sparring. Oh man, but it's it's awesome. I wish I had that benefit. Um, they actually put me in the ring my second night training at that facility, and they always they even told my mom, Romy. They told my mom before she signed the waiver for me to go in there. Oh, we won't put him in the ring for three months until he's ready. They said at least ninety days. Uh, no, dude. And then as for the three and a half years that I trained at that gym, mm -hmm. that they never waited. It was always like the next day or the second day they were at the gym, they'd put him <laughs> in the ring. So they lied totally just to let the parents be at ease. But anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm in there with a with a gentleman who was quite lighter than me, actually. 
And I, my heart was racing. So I'm, I'm relating to you when you're talking about that. My heart was racing, but I was trying to make sure that like, he didn't know I was scared. So I was just throwing out a jab just yeah, to make sure yeah. he knew that I wasn't scared to throw a punch, but mm -hmm. it was a lazy jab. And he came over with an overhand, right? So yeah. similar to you saying you got snapped back. Well, he hit me with an overhand, right? That did the same thing. It popped me. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Well, here we go. Like, and yeah. here's the cool thing though. And maybe you felt similar. So I want to ask you this, like when you get hit, a lot of people are scared to take shots in life. They're scared to take shots in boxing. But did it like show you? There was a phrase in in uh, Green Street Hooligans where he said, "Once you realize you're not made of glass, mm -hmm. like you start to get, build a little confidence." Did you feel that like that was similar to you? Like when you took a jab to the face, did you realize like, okay, it hurts, but like I can oh. take a shot? Yeah, well, it, it's more it's more um, my temperament changes where it's like, oh, he landed on me, now I want to land on him. If that makes sense. Um, yes. In, in in the boxing gym that I was at was um I, I was one of the smaller ones there, um so I was I was used to sparring bigger guys like it it was it was very normal for me, um and even even when when I would be hit hit from hit, get hit by those guys it was the same thing every time you know now that you've hit me, you, you know it takes that first shot just to wake you up a little bit you know and you're like oh okay now I'm awake and and then you go but but definitely and. I feel like it's one of those things that you can't teach. You know, I feel like you just, you have, you have it or you don't, you know, you either, you either, um, you either the hammer or the nail, you know, <laughs> one or the other. So um, may maybe as time goes on, you know, you, you, you get a little bit more confident in yourself, but yeah, as soon as, as soon as I get hit, um, I'm switched on, you know, I'm, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. So here's a question I have for you too. Having been in, you're, you're an expert in the industry. You're an expert in the sport. You understand like what it takes. What I, what I've noticed in, in anything, and this is in any sport, but I want to get your opinion on it. Sometimes we're scared to attack, right? So sometimes we are scared to go on the offensive because we're scared of getting hit back. And that's in boxing. Sometimes guys are like, they'll sit there and they're kind of timid because they know that if they throw a punch, wherever it's at, they're leaving something open if a guy can counter. They know that. So they're there's ways that you have to go about it. Same thing in basketball. Like sometimes guys are just scared to open up and go. Mm -hmm. And so they limit their potential. And, and and that's the same thing in life. Sometimes we're scared to take risks because we're scared of what's going to come, come about. I guess I would ask you this, Romy, in your experience in boxing, how did that help you overcome that particular fear? Because it happens so much. I've seen it in a lot of athletes where they're scared to be on the offensive. They're scared to throw those punches, so to speak, because they're scared of getting hit. Mm -hmm. How do you overcome that so you're throwing punches with confidence rather than being timid well i i would say well well the first thing is you know if if people being scared of of committing to punches is is normal because our body's natural response is to not want to get hit you know it doesn't mean you're scared it doesn't mean anything like that it's just a natural reflex um what i would say is is two things sometimes you have to when you throw you have to throw with intent and 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 be confident that you're going to land but before you even do that you have to be able to set up shots you know you you can't just come in blindly with a jab or you can't come in blindly with you know with a right hand you have to kind of work on defensive maneuvers and making making sure your feet are right before you do any of that because i think a lot of people disregard how important defending and footwork is because if your feet aren't right you're going to lunge in you know you're, you're going to you're going to take too big a step um after you've thrown the shot, if your feet are wrong, it's going to be hard for you to get out or hard for you to slip or roll. Um, so the first thing is just making sure that, that you're confident with your feet getting in and out, you know, nice and simple. So when you throw that shot, 
you move your head. You know, you hear it all the time, hit and move, hit and move. So that would be the, uh, that well, that would be the second thing. Number one, you know, sometimes you have to just go for it and commit. And the second thing is just don't, don't wait there after you throw, you know, throw and move. But also one thing I love to throw is a lot of feints, you know, and you see Tyson Fury do it all the time. You got it, you know, you have to be downloading data in there. You have to be finding patterns. You have to be finding rhythm. And feints are so good at that because you faint a couple times, you try and get a reaction. And you're like, oh, okay, he's dropped his lead hand a couple times every time I faint. Now I'm going to faint and shoot. It gives you a little bit more confidence in your shot. So I would say those three things, you know, um, throw, throw with intent, um, footwork, and, and be confident with moving your head. And um, lots of feints. <laughs> no, I dig that. You're not, you're not wrong. Fury, if you ever want to... You can love him or hate him, right? People, some people get rubbed the wrong way by Fury and his personality. Mm -hmm. I personally like him, but I can see why he'd be a little bit frustrating for some people. But yeah, one of the one of the things is though, like when you watch him box, if you want to just see him as a boxer, he is phenomenal at what he does. Like it, it, the little intricacies of the sport, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to move his feet. He mm -hmm. can hit powerfully. He can hold your head down and, and wear you down over the course of a fight. He yep. can do feints. He does the things that he, you're supposed to do. So, uh, and he also sells pay-per-views by yeah. running his mouth quite a bit so he, he knows the business side of it too yeah. um if you look back at it you know you've talked about you referenced 20 percent mental 80 percent physical knowing what you know now Romy, like how would you if you're giving advice to a, a boxer that wants to come up or any athlete for that matter but we'll talk boxing how would you you know advise them to prepare their mind you know you're in the ring and and what does that even mean because they're going to say well you're getting punched that's physical you're getting like mm -hmm. you just mentioned footwork you mentioned fainting you mentioned moving that's all physical. So what, what on the mental side, how would you prepare the mental side for these athletes to like get in there? If that's truly what's the dominant, you know, mm -hmm. aspect of the game. Yeah. So like, it, like it, if we can think about it like this, if, if I get in the ring to spar with someone who has, you know, roughly this similar amount of experience to me, you know, we're, we're probably not going to be too far apart skill wise. You know, I might be better at some things. He might be better at some things, but if he goes in completely, um confident and i'm not and i'm and i'm really doubting myself and i'm hesitant and i'm scared to throw i'm scared to commit whereas he technically might be not as good as me but he has all the confidence in the world he comes forward he throws his jab you know i i, I was the victim of that because i had no confidence I, I i i used to doubt myself all the time and sometimes my coaches used to pull me to the side and be like you're better than this guy like your, your confidence is your lack of confidence is what's holding you back. And me having to experience that and someone telling me was like, oh, OK, like I, I kind of understand it now. Um, and in terms of preparation, I I think it's one of those things where you just have to do it, you know, and, and going to being going back towards uh, being comfortable, being comfortable, being un no, being comfortable with being uncomfortable if that yep. makes sense you know every time we spar or every time i spar i got nervous you know um now if i have to spar four times a week i'm going to be nervous four times a week but i'm slowly going to get used to being nervous and kind of understanding it and now i'm like okay i'm nervous but rather than letting it overwhelm me i'm, I'm used to it now i'm nervous four times a week you know it's no biggie um and then you kind of get comfortable being in that place. And then also you start to realize that being nervous is a good thing. 
because now you're on edge now you're focused now you're sharp because you're scared and 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 there's a difference between being scared of like for me whenever i was scared it was more i was scared of me not filling my potential or or me being embarrassed it was never me scared of being hurt but but back to my point of of understanding the nerves um it's one of those things where you you'll only get there by putting yourself in that situation like i don't i don't think you can prepare for it no matter no ma- you could sit there for for years you know pre- like mentally preparing but the minute you get in the ring and someone starts trying to hit you it kind of all goes out the window you know you have to you have to it, it just comes from experience i would say i like that okay yeah totally makes sense man totally makes sense you kind of have to experience it that's just life in general too you, you don't know what you don't know like you can prepare for it but that's why you should be in my opinion putting yourself in uncomfortable positions like just to learn and grow from that in life just so you know that's business sports whatever um you know this is something that i want to ask you too Romeo. In, in your experience you know boxing you can prepare for a lot of things but sometimes you get clipped you know sometimes you're gonna get caught with something that you you know it sucks mm-hmm. and it can put you in a bad situation like for me you know coming from when I was younger, I had a busted nose, so I had to have surgery on my nose. So anytime I get hit in the nose, it just pour blood. Like that's just how it's always been. Even if I'm playing basketball to this day, I'm 34 years old, I still compete. It's like yeah. in basketball and stuff. So if I get popped in the nose of basketball, it's just pouring blood. Mm-hmm. So what what sucked is in the boxing ring though is if I if my nose was bleeding, all of a sudden I couldn't breathe out my nose, which yeah. does disrupt my rhythm and timing because then I'm more tired because my heart's racing. I can't get I can't just relax. So mm-hmm. there was things that I had to learn how to do when I'd get caught while I'm fighting. If my nose was pouring blood, I needed to learn how to breathe out my no- or breathe out of my mouth and still mm-hmm. stay calm mm-hmm. without leaving myself vulnerable to get caught with my mouth wide open. So just little things like that, like learning to stay calm. I'm just curious, how do you deal or how did you deal with getting caught, so to speak? Like, how would you deal when you're doing fine, but all of a sudden you get blindsided? And it's the same thing in life, but I just want to know how you were able to get oh. through those situations where you got you got clipped or you got caught. I think I think it depends on the shot or the or the or the shot you get hit with. Because some of them you don't see, you know, so, sometimes you completely, you know, it, it comes out of nowhere and you get caught. And then other times you kind of see, you know, for a body shot, like I, 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 I've been dropped more times with body shots than, than shots to the head. Um, and I, I think the ones that you see are, are more, oh, okay, you, you know, I, I would try and figure out what I did wrong or what he did right, if that makes sense. Um, and then quite try to quickly adapt um but sometimes when you're in there everything's moving so quick you almost don't have any time to to process it you know especially when you get hit with the with with the punches that you don't see you kind of you know i and and i feel like that's why it's so important to have someone good in your corner so that you know the round's done okay romy this is what happened this is what you need to do blah 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 because sometimes you know things are moving so quickly or not sometimes like they are moving so quickly. That's just the way it is, you know? So, um, I, I think just being relaxed and not dwelling on it is a big thing. Like move on, you know, it's happened, you know, if, if, if you do know what you did wrong, great, fix it. If you don't, then just continue to stay relaxed and stick to the game plan. And that's it. You know, I, I, I don't think it's any more complicated than that. Yeah. Sim- simplistic see you're keeping it simple and i think that's it's a big piece because a lot of people overcomplicate those types of things now nah, just move on like process it and move on that's actually a really good mindset it's like uh I, I interviewed a guy named trevor moad he was russell wilson's mental coach uh he was his consultant and he just taught them to like 
a neutral mindset is what he calls it. Okay, this happened, good or bad, cool, process it. We stick to this next next step of the thing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned body shots. I wanted to. I was going to ask you this at the end of the interview after I talked about the business side of things, but as we you know get to the last five ten minutes right now, I'll just I'll ask you the body shots. You mentioned you've been dropped by body shots. People were talking about you know Ryan Garcia getting dropped by a body shot, getting ended by Davis and in, in, with a body shot. And I was like, guys, you don't understand. Like yep. he might have looked like he was smiling, and we can debate whether or not you know Garcia was like what how bad he really felt. But I said, listen, mm -hmm. man. I've been hit with a few of them myself and you don't understand yep. how bad they hurt. You might be fine 20 seconds later, which yeah. I'm sure Garcia felt like, but during those 10 seconds, you've got to get up. You can't breathe. And then you're mm -hmm. fine like 20 seconds later. And it looks like, Oh, well he could have fought. No, you yeah. could have fought if you had 30 seconds to get up, but you didn't have 30 yeah. seconds. to get up. You got 10. So exactly. <laughs> talk to me about the body shots. Cause people just don't get it. Romy. They don't understand unless you've actually been hit with one. They suck. Yeah. It, they suck. But you know what it is? It's like your body just shuts down. Like, yes. you don't choose to take the knee. Like, your body just does it itself. You know, you get hit. Two seconds later, you feel it, and the, you're on the ground. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. You know, you don't you don't choose. Like, when you really get caught, you don't choose to take the knee. Or you don't choose to, you know, to, 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 um, to, to roll over in pain. You know, you get hit with the shot, you go down. It's as simple as that. Um... The reason why Ryan's one was tough because he was throwing at the same time. You know, those are the ones that are the hardest to, to, to come back from because um, he was wide open, you know, and, and, and as you're, as you're exhaling at, when you throw and then you get caught, I think you got caught in the liver as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure, but mm -hmm. well, it, was a, it was a, it was a nasty shot. You know, like you're saying, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. If you had 30 seconds to get up, you would have been fine, you know, but when you got 10, it's tough. You know, you, you, there's not much you can do. hundred percent, man. So there's a memory I had, uh, uh, a guy named Jamar. He was four years into boxing. I was a year and a half into my boxing journey, but he was super good at our gym. And he was two years younger than me, which was embarrassing. Cause at the time I was in high school at, th at this time, I was almost 18. So he was 16, but like back then it was like, Oh, you got beat up by a 16 year old. Like people would make fun of me. Like that's a sophomore in high school over here. I'm like, dude, no, you don't <laughs> understand. Kids like a monstrous athlete. Anyway, they, they were telling him, and Romy, we're in the middle of a, a sparring session, which for, for people who don't know, I just want to make this disclaimer. When, when, I'm, when I'm saying sparring, sometimes people see sparring on like Instagram and stuff, and they think it's like the 60% like tap, tap, tap. Our sparring sessions in boxing were a bit bigger than the fights sometimes. Like we would go 100%, and it was like bloodier and more damaged than a fight. And we'd go longer than our actual fights. Our fights were three rounds in the amateurs for the most part. And so it was like, no, dude, we'd be going for like, 25 minutes uh sometimes yeah. so anyway i want people to know that like sparring when i'm referencing sparring it was actually more intense than the fights so they were like jamar quit being a headhunter because he was just trying to take my head off and i was actually being able to move with him he was much more skilled than me but as soon as they said that i was like leaned over wide open in the stomach bam he hits me and it almost was like an uppercut because of the way i was leaned over and he hits me and i i mean it was instant i was like <laughs> i couldn't, couldn't do anything i covered <laughs> up my head and leaned against the ropes but even leaning against the ropes to try to move was making yeah. me need to breathe more. And so I, yeah. I couldn't breathe. I was like, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh and, man. And, and people the, don't the worst, yeah. The worst thing is you try and you, you try and keep a poker face on to show that you're not hurt. <laughs> the minute someone sees your face go, it's like they smell blood, you know, and they, and they come in for the kill. So, you know, when you get hit with those shots, you have to try and hide it as well as you can. Yeah, dude. And you're just sitting there. And then by the end, dude i was like beat red in the face because i couldn't breathe and i'm sweating like a pig the end of the round and i go to the corner and i'm just like 
<laughs> trying to like act like nothing happened. But I'm like, damn, dude, that hurt bad. Yeah. That was a bad shot. So I've, I've, it's just good to hear hear someone like yourself talk about like the thing. So you know, Romy, as you look at your boxing career and just like the lessons learned through practicing, through through competing and all that, what would you say is the biggest life lesson boxing has taught you up until this point? Um, I would say. You know, when we talk about the feelings and emotions in boxing that you feel, it's very raw and it's very real. It's it's, it's extremely raw. It, it's it, it's the most cleanest form of emotion I feel because that there's 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 no cloudiness. It's like you ha you have real fear or real nerves or real excitement or real happiness. You know, it, it, it's it's extremely raw, um, and being able to to understand how I feel when I'm nervous or how I feel when I'm worried. Um, now, whenever I go into life situations and that feeling of nerves hits me, I feel like I've been there so many times that it's not overwhelming anymore. So I would say that that's probably the biggest thing it's taught me is how to manage my feelings a lot better and understand them and learn to embrace them rather than try and hide, hide from them. Ooh, that's big, man. That's big. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite memory? Can you can you remember a memory of like the the training and competing days that uh, sticks out to you? Um, yeah. So th there was there was this one time where um we used to have this massive guy in the gym. He's like amateurs. He was a super heavyweight. He's like six foot three, two hundred and twenty five pounds. And when I used to when I was boxing, I was one thirty five. I'm five foot ten. I was skinny, like very oh, wow, skinny. Yeah almost like similar build to like Devin Haney, just not as ripped, you know, still lean, but just not as ripped as him. Um, and there was only three of us who turned up to training that day and we had to spar. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like I'm, I'm down to spar because my, my ego would sometimes get in the way. I didn't realize how stupid this is. Like th <laughs> this man is like nearly a hundred pounds heavier than me. And not only is he like a very, very good boxer. I think that there's a British boxer called Derek Chisora. You know, he fought Klitschko, he's fought Fury. And this guy was uh, one of Derek Chisora's sparring partners. Ah, he's at that level. Yeah, and this is the guy that I'm I'm now in the ring with. So the first round, he's just, just allowed to use his jab, nothing else. And my coach is screaming at me to get in. He's forcing me to move my head, try and get in and land some shots. And I'm just getting, it, 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 in my mind, I was like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty fast. And I'm like, I'm going to be much faster than this guy. He's 100 pounds heavier than me. I'm telling you, when he threw his jab, it came out so quick. It, it's like someone threw a five-pound dumbbell at my head. My head's never snapped back so so badly in my life. Um. Anyway, it was fine. I was tired. The next round, he goes open spot. He can use both hands. Now I'm like, now this is the first time I've been, now I'm like worried. I'm like, shit. Okay, I need to be careful. <laughs> so he walks me down to the ropes. He, he, holds it, he holds his hand on my head and he throws the two. This is like 15 seconds into the round. And it felt like Thor's hammer, bang, on my head. I've never hit the canvas so quick in my entire life. I got a concussion actually, and I was wearing a head guard. Um, yeah, he <laughs> he put me down so fuck. Sorry, my my language. He put he put me down so quick. Um, 
I, I, I don't even remember falling. Like he hit me and then I was on the ground. Like, like that's all I remember. Um, and that was the only time I've ever been dropped with a, with a headshot ever that all the other times I was dropped with a body shot, but that's my, whenever I think of my one standout experience, it was, it was getting in the ring with that guy. <laughs> so, oh yeah. That's that wild, bad. man. You just, yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> some yeah. dudes are just, they're built that way. What's funny though, you mentioned that. So currently I, I said at six, two, two is what I'm, I'm, I'm at right now. I'm, I'm not competing when I fought, mm -hmm. I was at 185. Mm -hmm. and back then in, in the amateurs, at least where I was at, like you could be within 16 pounds of your competitor. It was weird how it all worked out. So I was actually a lighter light heavyweight because some of the guys I would fight were hovering around 200 pounds. Yeah. Um, and I was always like right at 185 at the time when I was in really, really good shape. But I always told people, man, so Romy, like you said, oh, yeah, I was, you know, 5'10", 135. Everyone's like, oh, they're tiny little dudes. No, mm -hmm. man. The dude I told you I sparred my very first time in the ring, the second day of practice ever, who, he was a 145er. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, man, some of y'all can snap punches and they oh, pop yeah. my head back. And so, like, I don't know. Don't don't mess with the little dudes because y'all yeah. know how to throw punches quick and they snap. Yeah. Yeah. Sparky. Yeah, we um, you know, we we th the speed and the timing sometimes is so good because a, a lot, you know, a lot of times people don't talk about timing. People don't talk about it, talk about the importance of it. And no matter how fast you are, if someone has better timing than you, they you know they're gonna tear you to pieces. You know, and sometimes the little ones' timing so good. They're uh, they're they're dangerous to get in the ring with sometimes. Absolutely, yeah, they are. They're way dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> hey, props to you though for for having the the guts to get in there and fight a dude who's nearly 100 pounds heavier at, at that level as well. You know, Romy, as you, you now, like I just as as we're wrapping up the interview, I kind of want to know about your your business experience. You've taken what you've learned uh, in your in your life. Now you're living in Los Angeles. You're doing things. So talk to us about what you're doing now in this field and taking your experience to, you know, continue on making an impact in this specific field, this industry. Sure. Yeah. So, so, so long story short, I, my, the family business back home was, was teaching like childcare. Like I, I, I used to be a teacher. Um, so I, I also have a passion for teaching. So it's, it's almost like I'm combining the passion for boxing and teaching, um, and kind of spreading knowledge that way um to to everyone i come across with you know i i i love to learn i i i'm extremely passionate about the sport and and you know the more you think you know the realize you know you actually know nothing <laughs> you know when it comes down to it like the more you dive in like there's so much to learn so yeah like I, i'm coaching clients i coach out of a gym um that's kind of what i'm trying to build right now um, and you know, for, for everyone, like bo boxing is so beneficial for, uh, men, women, children, like, you know, the discipline that, that the life lessons it teaches you that, you know, that there's no disadvantages to boxing. In my opinion, you know, you get fitter, you get stronger, you get more confident. So I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, come across as many people as I can, you know, and help them become a better version of themselves through this. And, you know, whatever lessons they learn, more power to them. And, you know, hopefully they can pass it on to the next. Absolutely, man. So let's say, uh, so is it only local right now where you're you're training these people in-house? Uh, yes. Yeah. So so the gym I coach out of um, is in uh, West Hollywood area in Los Angeles. So, um, you know, as time goes on, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to put together or trying to put together a course where people can sign up for a course and learn that way. 
um you know that's in the works i'm not sure when that's gonna that's gonna be out but it's like very early stages at the moment but yeah. that would be my way of trying to reach out to more people rather than you know just um in person yeah but you're building your base here locally in, in los angeles and then yeah. potentially later online you'll meet more people so for those who are listening i do have quite a few listeners in california and if they're interested i want to know like where where is this located like how can they contact you do you guys have a website do you have a phone number or any contact information online where they yes. can get a hold of you yeah so um the gym is called members only um and i think the easiest way so so the instagram for the gym is um at members only dot fit um and my instagram is just romy boxing so r-o-m-i-e boxing um and yeah you, you can send a message to me or send a message to the gym and we'd be happy to to you know throw you in a class and you know put some headgear on you and <laughs> no i'm joking um but but yeah <laughs> we, we'd be more than happy to to have anyone who, who wants to uh, come along super cool so what i'm gonna do for the listeners of the show right now like if you guys are watching this or if you're listening to it on the audio podcast check the description of the podcast which you've probably already done by now we're going to have the links to the instagram pages and then you guys can check that out if you want to take advantage of you know Romy's services over there and and you know train with him over at the gym contact him contact them and and and, and get that that's the whole point of this you guys got to know his story you got to see where why he's where he's at right now and doing what he's doing so contact him and then i'll just tell you Romy, if you ever need help like putting something online like I work for a company called ClickFunnels. I'm all into the marketing space. Been doing that for five and a half years. I'm, I work with entrepreneurs all day long that like put their businesses online. That's literally what I do outside of doing this podcast. So if you ever need help with any of that, you got my number or my email and we can exchange mm -hmm. contact information. That, that that goes out to anybody who's all listening to this too. Just let me know and I can always help out. want to give back any way that I can. So um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the growth. Is uh, Last thing I would say is this. I want to ask you one question to wrap up the interview. If there's a kid out there who male, female, who is thinking, Hey, I, I'm interested in boxing, but I'm scared of this or this, or I'm, I'm not sure about this or this. Why should someone box? Why should someone take uh, advantage of your services be, that you provide? Or why should somebody even go into a gym and, and put the gloves on? What is the main reason you mentioned a couple of different things that they can gain from it, but what is the main reason they should do it? Um, I would say that that anything worth having in life, um, you know, is you, you have to to have some adversity, you know, anything worth achieving, you know, if it was easy to have a six pack, everyone would have one. If it was easy to be a millionaire, everyone would be one, but it's not. So going to a boxing gym is extremely intimidating, but the value you will get from it, you know, you, you will never look back and you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be worried. Um, even when you get there, you still might be a little bit nervous, but we all know if you persevere with anything in life, you know, you'll, you'll be able to reap the benefits down the road. So to those, um, to the kids who are, who are thinking about doing it, you know, just take a deep breath, make your way to the gym, walk in and, you know, give it a go for a couple of weeks, you know, um, be consistent with it. Try your best. If it's not for you, that's fine, but, but give it a go for a couple of weeks see how it goes and take it from there. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Romy Dalal, who has blessed us with his presence today. I appreciate you, Romy, for, for joining me and taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your story. And uh, we're going to be looking forward to seeing where you go from here. Thank you so much, man. Cool. Thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. For those who are listening, make sure you subscribe to the show. If you guys enjoyed this, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you thought of Romy's story. 
And uh, we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.